Hey, this is Pastor David Smith of Bountiful Harvest of Faith Ministries, where God is building a total man from the inside out. And this is my very first podcast that I am uh, doing. And one of the reasons why I want to do a podcast, because I just want to cast my net out there and I want to reach uh, as many people as I can. But again, this is Pastor David Smith of Bountiful Harvest of Faith Ministries. We are located in La Crosse, Wisconsin, 1601 Caledonia Street. So if you're ever in a neighborhood or if this message will be a blessing, you can just listen to that until, you know, you want to come and and meet me in person and and just meet our our church. With that being said, um, I do have a friend. His name is Drew. And Drew, if you want to say a little something, you can. Yeah, hello. My name is Drew Schwartz. I attend the college here, University of Wisconsin La Crosse, and uh, yeah, I'm also a leader on crew staff at the college there. It's a campus ministry. Um, so yeah, Pastor David, I'm just super excited to to hear what you have to say. So you you said you're going to lead us in prayer right away. Amen. So I'm going to lead in prayer, and today I just want to you know just kind of talk on a topic that I think will just be such a blessing to you guys. Father, we come to you, Lord, and we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do in this uh, podcast. We thank you for what you're going to do, Father. I believe that uh, this is a new season for some of us, Lord. Uh, And Lord, um, you're going to do great things in the midst of of this teaching, Lord. And and Lord, I just bind every demonic force, Lord. And we just bind up everything that will try to hinder uh, your word from coming forth, Lord. And we thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So again, I want to just kind of talk a little bit because of this is our first podcast. You know, I want to talk about the believer's authority, the believer's authority. And the reason why I want to talk about the believer's authority, because there are so many Christians who uh, they're walking in defeat. And when I say defeat, I'm, I'm talking about mental defeat. And I want you to understand exactly what you have in Christ Jesus, because Jesus don't want you to walk in defeat. So uh, I'm going to begin with this particular passage, because first I want you to see that Jesus has authority and Jesus has given us that authority. He has given the church that authority. And I just want you to see that. So go with me, if you will, um, to the book of Colossians, chapter two. And I'm going to start with verse 10. The book, book of Colossians, chapter 2, verse uh, 8. Uh, and it's called A Believer's Authority. Watch this. It says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him, meaning Christ, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you, that's you and me, are complete in him. That means you are whole. You have been made whole in Christ, who is the head of all principalities and powers. Now, what I want you to focus on, people, is the word head of all principalities and powers. Now, with that being said, I want to at least show you the origin of his authority. 
You know, I want to show you the origin of his authority. And what I'm doing right now is just laying this foundation for you and I for tonight. So in the book of John, chapter 335, the gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 35, it says, the father loves the son. Boy, I tell you, he loves us too. <laughs> so it says, the father loves the son and has given all things into his hand. So we see that everything has been given into the hands of, of the Lord from the Father. All right. Now, we're going to go to the book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 8. And, I, you know, I hope I'm not speeding it up or talking fast, but I just want, want to just establish something before we just dive deep into this word. So the book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 8, it says... You have put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. So everything is put underneath uh, Jesus's uh, feet. But now we do not see yet all things put under his feet. So it hasn't all came to fruition right now, but everything will be put under uh, the feet of Jesus. Now I want us to turn our attention to him being exalted because I think this is very important for you to understand as well. Now, again, we're talking about the believer's authority right now. The only thing I'm doing is laying a foundation and I just want you to just get that understanding, the foundation, and then we'll just build up on there and then we will have um uh, our friend Drew to um, to chime in. We're going to just chop it up a little bit here. In Philippians chapter 2, starting with verse 9, it says, Therefore God has, God also has highly exalted him, meaning Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name. Above every name. Listen to that. Above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on the earth. And of those under the earth, and of those under the earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is who? Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Now, I need for you guys to really understand this now. Now, remember earlier I talked about how he is the head of all principalities and powers, because this is so important uh, to understand this. All right, so look at, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 3, and I'm going to start with verse 21. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21, it says, There is also any uh, antitype which now saves us, baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven Watch this, and is at the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. So listen to that, people. Angels, authorities, and powers have been made subject unto him. So I'm going to let you jump in, Drew, for a moment and, and just kind of let's just kind of chime in on this, how Jesus has all authority, you know, and everything has been made under his subject, uh, up under subjection. Everything is under his feet. And that's good news for us yeah, well, yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah. You know, 
Pastor David, I, I love how you get you get so excited about the gospel, and like we we should be getting this excited about the gospel because what you're preaching here is good news. But you know, and just in my own life, uh, at a personal level, there's been times where I try to keep um, my life above Christ, like like I'm trying to be not subjected to Him. And and what happens when when we do that is just like I, you fall into to sadness. Like there's been times I've fallen into to depression mm-hmm. and it's just and he just he calls us back to him because in, in reality when we when we try to put ourselves before the lord is when our life starts to fail and fall apart so it's, it's just so many times the, the gospel is riddled with it um like when david when he, anytime he tried to start walking away from the lord that's when he made his greatest mistakes amen um so you know talking about being subject on the lord it, that kind of sounds almost like we're getting kind of to beaten down but that that's not that's not what the that's not what god is saying that's not what the word is saying at all when we when we're standing under subject to him is when we are the most powerful that's when we grow the most that's when we we feel the best that's when we feel that that deep type of hope so every all that scripture that you're reading is just saying that you know we got to keep god and jesus at the head because without the head if the head is decapitated that's when the whole body falls apart so Amen. Amen. I mean, this is some good stuff, people of God, you know, and and you're so right, because as we begin to understand that, and and like you said, it's not this beaten down submissive stuff. This is more saying we're willing to allow him to take the driver's seat, you know, and as you stated before, if we put ourselves before him, then everything else Falls. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing uh, is. Nothing is stable in our life as a result of that. And so I, I like that, Drew. That that's that's some powerful stuff, brother. Okay, so let's go to Ephesians. We're gonna go to the book of Ephesians, chapter one, right quick. The book of Ephesians, chapter one, and I want to start this. Uh, I'm gonna start with verse 15 here. It says, "Therefore, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus." And your love for all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Why? That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. I mean, that's important. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to know and we and, and we want the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You know, I just I just truly believe until we get this spirit, until we receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation, it's hard to understand what our calling oh, yeah. is. It's hard to understand the hope of our calling. And then it goes on to say this, that you may know the hope of his calling and what are the riches of his of the glory of his of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward you who believe and so it's to, until you receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation you will never understand the power of god you will never understand how great is his power toward us yeah and, you know, I, I was actually just listening to uh, a sermon from, uh, his name is Brandon Watts, and he was, he was telling, talking about that, that wisdom and knowledge that you gain will lead to praise for the Lord. And if that, like, just because it is so powerful. 
And there's been so many times where I've been reading the gospel and something like God points something out to me, which is only from the spirit. And then you just, you sit there in awe of yeah. how, how beautiful and how powerful God actually is to, to even give you that knowledge, to give you that hope. Amen. Amen. And you know, and it, and it was until I, you know, began to receive that spirit. And, and, and what you can do people, if you're listening out there, you can ask God to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You can ask God, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me revelation. Now, wisdom is knowing what to do when you just don't know what to do. Wisdom of God and revelation in the knowledge of him so that you will know the hope of his calling and understand how great his power is toward you and I. And so then it says, according to the working, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Jesus, when he raised him up from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Now watch this. Far above all. Mm. Man, if y'all can just listen to that. Far above all principalities. Far above all. Not just above all. Not just barely above, right? <laughs> not just barely above. But he said, Far above all principalities. And I think he stuck that up in there on purpose. Yeah. He wanted us to see that it's just he's just not above, but he's far above all principalities and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this age or this world or this time or this season, but also that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet. He put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things uh-oh, to the church. So you mean to tell me, Drew, that Jesus Christ has this authority that came from the Father. And then he raised up Jesus and he raised up Jesus far above all principalities and powers and rulers. And then we're the part of the body of Christ. Yeah. So that means that we must be co-rulers. Because everywhere the head goes, the body got to follow. Yep. Right? The, the body has to follow everywhere the head goes. The body is right there. And because we're part of the body of Christ then I got to believe, Drew, that we we are included in this authority, that we are sharers of the authority of God, that we are co-rulers. Mm. Oh, man, this, boy, I tell you, man, this stuff is powerful here, man. It says, and put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over the, the uh, all things to the church, which is the body of Christ, the fullness of him who fills all. Oh, man, and in all. Oh, man. Hey, y'all better listen to this. Come on, y'all. Listen to what, what we're saying here. Listen to what God is saying here. Now you say, well, Pastor David, I, I understand that Jesus has all, have all authority and he's, but th th there's nowhere. Is there anywhere in the, in the passage that, that talks about me having authority? Of course it is. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Let's go there. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. I hope y'all getting something out of here because I tell you, 
Drew and I, we're, we're, we're just kind of tag teaming here, and we just, we really want to <laughs> make sure that you guys dive into this. We got to put on our scuba diver gear, right? We got to put on, and we want to dive. We're going to dive into 12 foot of water. <laughs> we're just going to dive into this stuff. Man, this stuff is crazy, man. Listen to what we're saying. So Colossians chapter 3, look at verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And then it says, set your mind or your affection. Lock in. Let's be, you, you know how we say it. Hey, I'm locked in. I'm in the zone. He says, lock your mind. Set your mind on things above, not only on things of the earth, for you died and your life is Hidden with Christ in God. Now that word set, let, watch what some of these, this, the definition of the word set means. It means commit. It means commit. When we set our mind on something, we're so focused, we're committed. Just like when it comes to school. You know, you know, when it comes to school or when it comes to work or when it comes to working out or watch this, even when it comes to how we, we, you know, we want to go about life. When you set your mind on something, you're committed. Mm -hmm. And then I think it takes thoughtful planning. Yep. Don't you yeah. think it takes, you oh, know, if, you, if, you're gonna, yeah. if we're going to set our mind on things of Christ, it, it, you just don't, you just don't, it just doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. <laughs> we got to plan this stuff out. What do you what do you got to say? Yeah, about no, I, that that word commit always sticks out to me just because so I'm an exercise sports science major. So I I'm I am big into like the workout scene and fitness Amen. scene and and uh committing is the the hardest thing to do for most people. <laughs> well, like if you so you're looking at working out and the new year's resolution just started too so everybody <laughs> everybody wants to commit right away amen and, and I, I i hope that everybody listening if, if you made that new year's resolution i hope you stay committed because that moment that gets hard is when people start to not commit that's where they yeah. that's where they they take it all off it's like amen. i was committed for for three four weeks maybe five weeks yeah. but it starts to get tough yeah it starts to get difficult yeah. so you're starting to bench you start to feel that soreness yeah that is when People start to quit. Yeah, and so you have to stay committed. It's Amen. like it's just Amen. it's it's funny working at a fitness center too. You, you see those people it. three four weeks come in and then they stop. And, yeah, yeah, and that's just like you know that's just like God. Like yeah. you have to stay into that word. You have yeah. to stay committed to Him. You got to be so determined. I mean, you just have to. It's it's almost a matter of life and death. If mm -hmm. if we can just focus and think about man this. This is a matter of life and death. You know, I, I got to stay committed. And so that's what we're saying for those who are listening. <clears throat> we're saying it's time for you to stay committed. It's time for you to be committed. It's time for you to be focused. It's time for you to redirect some things. It's time for you to unplug from certain things that you are plugged into. And it's time to rewire those those cords 
and plug yourself into the things of God. Plug yourself into a ministry. Plug yourself into prayer. Plug yourself into the word of God. This is all what God is saying. This is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, you know, you know, the Holy Spirit is stirring up some stuff up in here. Yeah. You know, the anointing is thick. The glory of God is thick up in this place. And so this is what we're saying. And this is what we're just saying what the word is saying. Set your mind, your emotions, your feelings. You know, it's so crazy how how we so, you know, we set our mind and will and emotion on so many other things apart from Christ. Yeah. And I think that if we can set it on Christ, then he will channel those emotions in the proper way. You know, he yeah. will begin to channel it and direct our, he will begin to, to direct those emotions and those feelings that we sometimes feel. Because like you said before, I, I, I got to be committed, but I can't just be emotional about it only because mm-hmm. when I feel like being committed, feel like working out, I will. But when I don't feel like working <laughs> out, I'm not. See, yeah. that's not commitment. That's emotional commitment. But you got to have a made up mind. Yeah. You got to have determination. Do you think, do you, my question to you would be, is it, is it easy to stay committed? No. It's, it's never going to be easy uh, to stay committed. This is why we need to rely on the Spirit of God. You know, because, it, 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 because part of the hardness, you know, the, the challenge is how we grow spiritually. You know, and this is how we grow into the person that God wants us to be. This is why the word says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. That is the second yeah. Corinthians chapter uh, five, verse, verse, verse seven. For we walk by faith and not by sight, mm-hmm. which means that it's not that God don't want us to acknowledge the things around us. He doesn't want you to deny challenges and you see the challenge. But what he want us to do is look beyond that and begin to walk by faith because God has given every man the measure of faith. Yeah. You know, when you look at Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says, for God has given every person the measure of faith. So you have a measure of faith. I have a portion. And those who are listening, you have a portion of faith. However, it's up to you to grow that faith. Mm. And the way your faith grows is through challenges. Yeah. Can you agree with that? Yeah, oh yeah. It's through challenges. For sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring it back to working out here. Um, I don't know if anybody is a, is a lifter or anything like that or a runner. You know, the, we grow the most muscles when we feel the sorest the next day. So if we're lifting, if we're lifting two and a half pound dumbbells, like, yeah, you, like you're lifting, I suppose. But that's not really what's going to grow your muscles. It's when you start hitting those bigger weights or, or heavier weights with, with a lot of reps. That's when you will... The, when you feel that most pain, when you struggle a little bit more, is usually when you grow the most in in lifting. And I think that's also maybe maybe I'm wrong, Pastor David. I think you know more than me. But usually, when I get challenged the most in life, is when I grow spiritually and emotionally if I stay committed. And it's so true, Drew, because a lot of times, sometimes we think we grow because we know more. And I'm gonna say that. Though you, we is is great to grow in knowledge because the word says grow in knowledge, but we also want to grow our faith. 
You know, we also want to be strong in faith. We want to stay firm in faith. And the reason why that's important, one of the reasons why, because in Second Peter, I believe it's Second Peter 5, 7, that says, um, um, uh, submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Well, you have to resist them by faith. You know, okay. we got we to gotta use our muscle, our faith muscle, and, 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 and stand firm in our faith. And we're not able to stand firm if our faith is weak. We're not able to stand firm against the temptations of the enemy because he's out there seeking like a roaring lion who he may devour. And what he wants to devour is our faith. Yeah. You know, he yeah. don't care how smart you are. He doesn't care if you make a six figure. He, he doesn't care about that. The only thing he cares about is how can I take her faith away? How can I destroy every fabric of her faith a little bit at a time or every fabric of his faith and so that's what the enemy wants to do he wants to destroy your faith so uh let me just we'll finish and we'll be finishing up in a few minutes it says set your mind because i want to get through with this it says set your mind attend commit thoughtful planning really it's kingdom focus spiritual thinking I call it super on your natural. <laughs> so it's really thinking beyond the limits, you know, or outside of the box, you know. Uh, so then look at this one. So since Christ is seated, I say this regularly, but these people haven't heard it before. <laughs> you, Jesus is not sitting on a lawn chair. He's on a throne. All right, people of God, Amen. he's on a throne. And that word throne, watch this, it means favor, honor, authority. It means to rule or have dominion with. It represents a new function, elevated to a high status. So that's what it means. when when Because Jesus is on the throne, he sits at the right hand of the Father, he has been elevated Far above, y'all remember that? Far above all principalities and powers and rulers. So he's been elevated to a higher status. But I want to show you, before we uh, leave, I want to show you, you have been elevated to a higher status. And how that authority has, your authority is connected to his authority. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 2, and I want to start with verse uh, 4, uh, Drew, and then you can chime in on this one too. Ephesians chapter 2, starting with verse 4, says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, look at that, made us alive, made us to alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up, what? Together. Boy, I tell you, these this word together is just jumping out of, off the pages, people. It says, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ. Notice you are sitting together with Christ. So he made us alive together with Christ. He raised us up together with him and made us sit together. Boy, that shows a lot of unity there. Yeah. That that shows how God has tied us and connected us to Christ because he is the head and we are the body of Christ. And since Christ sits on the throne, you sit on that throne, people of God. And why? 
so that you can rule from the top down. That means you are a co-ruler in Christ. That means that it's time to take authority. We got to take authority. And we're going to be talking about that. I'm, we're going to stop right there. And we're going to talk about what that means to take authority. So, Drew, what, what, can, what, what, what is it that God is saying to you concerning that? Yeah, you know, I, when I hear that word together, it's, um, it, it makes me jump for joy almost. Amen. You know, because we, we have a God that isn't a God that just sits above us and plays us like puppets. It's a, it's a God that is close to us, that is inside of us, around us, ab- above us, below us, or, or all around us, you know? So uh, that's that's kind of what I was picking out of that. But I'm, I'm curious on what you have to say about authority. Amen, you know, and it's and it's so so important to to understand that. So I want to, you know, since you said that, you know, and we we got kind of threw that out there. So I might as well just, <laughs> you know, and I know, you, you know, I might as well just 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 go. Let's go to Romans chapter six right here because I I, I <laughs> because I just think this is um um and and then we'll just give an illustration uh, soon. Romans chapter six. Look at verse twelve. Romans chapter six, verse twelve. I want you to know you have authority. It says, therefore, do not let sin reign. That word reign means to rule or have dominion. Can we agree with that? Do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its, uh, obey it in its lust. And then skip back down to verse 14. It says, for sin shall not have, there it is, dominion or rule over you for you are not under the law but under grace so we need the grace of God to be able to have that ability by faith to dominate the sin instead of the sinful nature dominating us because how many times our sinful nature rises up and if we're not careful, if we and it all depends on what we're focusing upon, it all depends on our mind, will, and emotions. If it's all wrapped up in the natural, then the natural will begin to dominate us instead of us exercising our faith and by faith receive the grace of God and have that ability to overcome that sin. You know, I just want to say one more thing. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 is one of my favorite uh, passage. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, because it says right here, it says, it says, um, 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 those who are led by the Spirit, I'm sorry, it's not those who are led by the Spirit of God, it's sons of God. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. Mm. That means they're different. They're contrary. They're, They're at odd with one another. So our human nature, our fallen nature, sin has gotten in, right, because of the fall. And sin has taken over our human nature, our human nature is weak, but it says that sin, our sinful nature, our sinful thoughts and habits 
are different and contrary to the spirit of God. And these two are different. They're contrary to one another. So you will not do the things that you want to do. But I, I tell you, people of God, we want to make sure that we take some of these passages here and 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 we want to apply the, these passages to, into our life. But you need the grace of God. See, listen, grace will give you the ability to do what you cannot do apart from the grace of God. That's why you need the grace of God by faith so that you and I are able to overcome the sin nature. We're going to talk a little bit more about this next time we, we meet here. So um, in closing, um, so that's about it. If you want to um, just want to continue to tune in, uh, we will have some more um, uh, recording. We'll have some more word. Uh, if you want to meet me in person, come on, I'm here. <laughs> I'm 1601 Caledonia Street. Uh, we're in the uh, Central Warehouse uh, building. It's 1601 Caledonia Street. Uh, you can Facebook me at Bountiful Harvest of Faith Ministries. I'm there. I will friend you. Um, and so, yeah, I hope you were blessed. And we're just going to pray. Father, we come to you, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this good word. We thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your people were blessed today. And Lord, that someone and maybe someone out here is is new in the faith. And and Lord, they maybe they want to dedicate that rededicate their life or dedicate it. Just repeat after me. Lord, I'm a sinner. I, I want to be saved. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me and raised from the dead. I will accept you into my life. And I thank you in Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, boy, I tell you, you a child of God now. And then those who want to rededicate their life, Lord, just repeat after me, Lord, I've messed up. I've, I've went the wrong way. I'm tired of doing things my way. I want to understand more of the authority of Jesus and what that means and how that relates to me. I saw a little bit of that tonight, and I just want to be able to operate in that authority by grace, by faith. And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Drew, thanks for coming, and, you and thank you, uh, my brother. I appreciate it. Amen.